Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, talkers. Four o'clock on this snowy, cool, winter-like Monday afternoon. And you're probably driving home a little slow right now, but don't worry. Lori and special guest host doing double duty. The library, as I call her. Yes. Holly Roberts Holly. is in here with us. And we haven't done a show together in forever. I don't even know the last time I have been, been a guest in your house. So yeah. thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, we see you at the dirt alert, but, yes. you know, we don't... I, I haven't uh, done a show, like, used to fill in more often. Yeah. Busy. On busy, the regular. I know. Mm -hmm. busy bees these days um okay so casey and i you know got back from vacation on saturday and we went with his daughter her husband their one and a half year old and then we took um his son's uh two little little ones had they been before yeah we were all there last year at thanksgiving oh wonderful and then casey and i were like thanksgiving is too expensive of a time to travel Uh, and familia it really was i'm surprised as a former travel professional that you would dare well bring the whole fam during major holiday the year before when he and i were there alone and we didn't look at the dates and we'd paid for it and then it was only later that we realized so a little yikes yeah a little <laughs> yikes and it was just like oh um but anyway so this was just we usually i i came up with a brilliant idea the very first year i was married to casey holly and you know what that idea was on his birthday which is november 10th mm-hmm. well the first year we were married i mean we got married we met in february got married in may and went on a honeymoon in november so that was like, you know, and then the next year for his birthday, I'm like, this guy is everything. I don't know what to get him. So I thought, I'm going to get him a trip for me and him to go on. That you get to enjoy. That I can enjoy. So I have always <laughs> given the gift of travel to Casey for his birthday. So what kind of birthday trips have you and Casey done in the past? Is it usually a tropical location, you know, a relaxing trip? Um, the first year uh, that we were married, the, you know, the first full year, we went to um, we went to Scott, Scottsdale. I couldn't believe we'd never been to Scottsdale. And we stayed, you know, in Scottsdale. And I can't remember what the nice, maybe the Hyatt or something. And we went um, on a up Camelback and he had to push me like a billy goat up there. But I had my cargo pants on because I had sent in July a um, package with nipples and an idea to Michael Patrick King yes. at HBO in L.A. after I had met Kristen Davis at the fashion show. And I was sure that they, he was going to call me. And he, his assistant called me on that trip. 
Like Casey and I were leave, like at the airport or something, and I get a phone call, and it's like, this is so-and-so, Michael Patrick King's assistant. And he got your nipples in a box. Yeah, and we would like, Mr. King, they would like to, we need to send you a, a letter, it's a sign, we'd like to use these on the show. Yes. So that was the first trip, and then, you know, we've gone to Vegas, we've gone to Florida, we did Florida for like maybe 15 years because we'd go see his dad. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, Casey should be, you know, you could be with your dad. And we'd go down to New Smyrna Beach. And then after his dad died, then we started going to Port Aventuras. And now this has become. This is the second year we've done a family thing. And it's just because of this uh, beach location is just a real easy thing. If you want to bring your family, you don't have to rent a car and. It's a gated community, and we just stay in a beachside condo. It's yeah. very, very easy. And, um, you know, when you travel with a one-and-a-half-year-old um, and someone turns 64, two things are going to happen. The 64-year-old will hear when I'm 64 by the Beatles Naturally. about 100 times. And the one-and-a-half-year-old will dictate what time you go out to dinner. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, what does that involve a lot of naps? On both ends. Just napping. Napping and snacking. No, no <laughs> napping. Casey turned 64 and his daughter, they did, uh, her and the kids did customized lyrics oh, to when cute. I'm 64, will you still need me? Will you still feed me? What a funny, funny line. 64 was a lot different 60 years ago. Yeah, it really was, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Because like, I mean, Casey can get it. <laughs> I mean, he was chasing those little kids around. Yeah. And anyway, and then the the one and a half year old is in charge of dinner time, so we would go out at like six. But quite frankly, I think Casey did like that too. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a new name. Thank goodness, because okay, I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna admit burning shame about something out loud and i haven't admitted anything you know with some burning shame it's okay safe in a while. space safe in a while. space okay but shame like, <laughs> yeah. so we're at the we're at the sun country terminal you know because that's what we were on and, and one of the kids yells at me grandma you know and i'm just like i'm like oh, oh my no yeah, you. She has to turn around and answer. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a very tan oh. face that day, and I got there was some, you know, tan mom. And anyway, but I will say the little one and a half year old gave me a new gave me a new name because this little this little boy who's obsessed with fans and faucets. I called him Inspector Gadget. Calls me Go Go. Oh, oh cute. that's awesome. Which I'm just like, thank you, Brucey, for giving me a name. <laughs> I can be called in public without going, who, me? <laughs> You're talking about that other lady over there. No, not me. And you know what I think it is? You know what I think it is? It isn't that grandma had, because I loved my grandmothers or, or whatever. I guess I feel like... If I, I'm not, I've never been mom, so how can I be grandma? Yeah, you've just like skipped a whole I've step. I skipped a whole th- couple of things, so I, that's where I'm always so confused. The, yeah. <gasps> I've got confusion, Fam- but Fam- I am a fan of Go-Go. Family math. Yeah, family math. Carrie the one. Go-Go, that's so cute. Isn't so that cute? Make it stick. Oh, yeah, And no. hopefully little Brucie is being trained to refer to you as, as Go-Go. Go-Go. And then the other two were calling me go I said, go ahead and call me Go-Go. I tried to get him to call me Lori a year ago. <laughs> okay. 
I did. Oh, come on. Yeah. No, come I on now. I kids, you don't need to call me the G word. Just call me. Just call me Laurie. And they just like looked at me like, we can't do that. Yeah. But now they can call me Go-Go. All right, there. There, there. Do you feel awesome. better? You're cleansed. I feel better. Thanks for being here with me, guys. Absolutely. All Holding right. your hand. All right, listen, we'll be right back. Go-Go. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so random. So I said to um, Ben, I said, oh, yeah. We got to do what those. What about random? Okay, all right. Oh, yeah. I do have a random. Well, I do see on this note, pick Holly's brain. Yeah, well, that was just a desperation brain. chicken scratch that okay, I just wrote well, so Grant and I could just go into the studio <laughs> without a care in the world. <laughs> all okay. right, well, what's your random thought, Lori? Okay, what do you so got? so my random thought is that, you know, the MTV... Um, European awards were in Germany like this weekend. Yes. And Taylor Swift obviously was told ahead of time you're going to win at least four awards. So be sure and show up. Yeah, I saw that she took her private jet over there and then now it has come back and landed in the Nashville area. Yes, exactly. But she so it's yeah, it was in Dusseldorf. Ooh. I know it. And it was called the MTV European Movie Awards or Music Awards. And she won four, and she made nice speeches, you know, like she always does. And Midnight's was finally dethroned from the top of the Billboard charts. It's still the biggest release and best-selling album of 2022. But what took her down? Drake and Twenty One Savage. That makes her sense. Loss. Well, yeah. Probably one of the only people in music that, that could, that could yeah. actually yeah. do that. She'll yeah. still outsell him in the end, but and her sales and chartings are making history. But. She wore, this is the random thing, This she wore a custom David Coma. Um, and Graham posted this, K-O-M-A. And it is, it is so out of character yeah. for hmm. her, I think. I mean, it basically looks like um, fancy bejeweled chicken wire over a basic... Black one-piece bathing suit. I'm going to Tom and Lorenzo to check out this mm-hmm. outfit. And and she's got I she's got her big big you know bangs going and her hair is pinned. I mean she's a gorgeous girl, and she can certainly I mean wear this, but it's so out of. It's okay. It's okay. Not, I mean she's looks not, great in it. Yes. That can objectively Taylor Swift looks great. I don't know if I'm a total fan. It's out of character for her. It doesn't. It's like she got a new stylist. Someone talked her into. Listen, this is chic. Mm-hmm. You're like basically wearing a Audrey Hepburn one piece that she would swim across the pool in, and then we're going to just put this netting, this this beautiful bejeweled. Chicken wire that's going to hang flatter because yeah, we like pounded it. Givenchy chicken like wire <laughs> over it, and yeah. if you look up close, each thing is jeweled. It's probably heavy, and I bet it pinched in all the bad places on your thigh when she sat down. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You know oh, what like, I mean? This yeah. seems like a real uncomfortable, unless there's a lining, some kind of a lining. But I remember it one. Doesn't look it doesn't like, look oh, like no, it. Um, Not much. I can't Maybe like a light translucent uh, lining on that part. I think this is one of those dresses, Lori, that probably looked a lot better in person than it does does on a photograph. And notice on this red carpet, speaking of random, who is the sponsor? Paramount. 
Plus. Oh, yeah, they um, own MTV. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Paramount Global, it's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Did, I think, didn't VH1 just leave Paramount and they were a part of it? Well, they went, they left, I think, the MTV portion and then they went it's over to BET. BET. You know, there's a lot of rearranging in the kitchens Holly, with these media conglomerates. You know how you did the flow chart for Star Wars for us? You might have yeah. to do one for the media, who are the five <laughs> Look, big media the companies that yeah. own everything. Lori, you ask for it i will deliver it for you there you know all, all these big companies well they've all swallowed each other yeah oh, and yeah. then now they're rearranging their kitchens yes. trying to make themselves profitable and again. try not to cannibalize each other exactly because now they're looking at you know disney has a hiring freeze right now mm-hmm. they're telling their executives hey maybe don't spend that much on your business trip right now. We mm-hmm. got to look at all this stuff because they sunk all this money into these streaming services. And then now it's leveling out right. the number of subscribers, which is why you get stuff like Netflix with ads. Yeah. Because they're like, well, how else could we make money? Mm-hmm. Well, let's offer this ad tier for folks who maybe just want to dabble in Netflix, which I've thought about doing that. Because yeah. I don't watch Netflix that much. Yeah. Disney Plus just introduced, or they will be introducing it here soon too, as well. They have a six ninety nine version with ads as well. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. going to that, and I don't know. I yeah, you're right. It seems like they got to level it out somehow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's too much. And all these shows that they're producing on top of the movies. I mean, there's got to be budgets galore. That yeah, a lot of money yeah. being spent, but it's all good content for a lot of people. It's just now, which one do you choose? You can't have them all. Right. That's where it's leveling out. That is. That is. Um, Well, this is um, a random but real question. Um, Alec Baldwin filing a lawsuit in the rest shooting, accusing the crew of negligence. This after they have accused him as a producer of negligence. He settled with the husband of Helena Hutchins. So they're just all suing each other. What? Tell me. Well, what do you know? I mean, is why, why isn't there like the DA or why isn't the official investigation? I guess that's the random legal question I have for somebody to answer. They're just firing off lawsuits at each other. They've uh, settled the main one with you know at least Alec Baldwin has. That's why he sold his Hampton house. Mm-hmm. I don't have any official legalese on this, yeah. Lori, but I do have a blind item from NT Lawyer okay. earlier today. And so the celebrity gossip that NT Lawyer said, who delivers blind items about such manners, he was pointing out the fact that Alec Baldwin filed these lawsuits on November 11th, a federal holiday, and that he was trying to get ahead of any possible criminal charges that he may be facing in the near future. Oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Trying to control the narrative as such. Oh my gosh. So all I'm saying is that the celebrity gossip about this says let's keep our eye on Alec Baldwin and news about Rust and any potential criminal charges. Oh, so okay. just, you know, keep an eye out. Just and, a little slush gossip. The, okay, because that Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, her lawyer was just like, um, mince no words about basically, you know, this is BS that he would cite and sue four people as the executive producer on a film when... These same people were the ones like, there should be another armor. No, we can't hire another armor. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking shortcuts. There's no more money. you got to make it work, you know. So Dan Abrams, I wish uh, he could be as ballsy as NT Lawyer because he just sort of talked around in a circle about well, yeah. this. Well, his name was attached to those statements. NT Lawyer hides behind the veil of celebrity see, gossip. Right, right. So he can speculate and yeah. have hearsay but conversations. But that would make sense to me because you would think that the investigation would be close to being wrapped up. It's been over a year. You would think yeah. so. This whole rust mm, tragedy yeah. has a lot of things that I feel like have yet to be revealed to us. So right. stay tuned. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Good Lord. We got through that. We picked each other's brains. <laughs> That's right. All right. Listen, we come back. We got some TV talk. Yellowstone and the crown. We watched Yellowstone last night. You go, mm, did that song sounds familiar. This is the song, Dance the Night Away by Kane Smith and the Saints, that are in the dance barnyard scene in Yellowstone. Was uh, it the season premiere last yes, night? Yes, and oh, yeah. it was uh, It was season five and it was like that moment is like one of the things that makes Yellowstone so great, how they do these montages with the music, the cowboy. The visual the like visual. setting of everything, you know, it's not just you're on a ranch, like they set, like they'll, they'll span in on the, on the land, but like a little thing I always notice, they always have the sprinklers running, you know, yeah. to give it a little touch of like everything's growing. It's just, it, they set the scene perfectly yeah. for everything they do. It's, uh, this show is yeah. just, you know, and I, I gotta say that uh, Grant and I were not, a hundred percent happy with season four of no. Yellowstone. It, Why not? It was. It just got so. off course. It meandered. Mm. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It followed Jimmy to some ranch in Texas that we didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. And no, really. It, 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 it took a huge left turn from the first three seasons, which were just lights out. This was, it was good. It just didn't have that star punch that no. the first three seasons had. Yeah. And I wonder if Taylor Sheridan, like if it's going to happen, what happened with Ryan Murphy, where he's getting pulled in too many directions because he also has Tulsa King, yes. which starts next week or already dropped on Paramount Plus. But if it's you have Paramount or CMT, it's starting next Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he also has um, uh, the 1923, which is Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, which that followed 1883, which was Taylor Sheridan's, like with Faith McGraw and Tim, Timothy, what's his name? Yeah, Tim Faith McGraw Helen, and Faith. Tim McGraw. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was slow, but it was so... Oh. 
Amazing. It's it was a slow roll, but it all paid off in the end. In the end. Did either of you watch the teaser trailer for 1923 that dropped yesterday? Graham posted it. Yes. Does that look great or what? I'm kind of in on 1923, and I have not watched any of the Yellowstone franchise. It can all be unrelated because all it is is the year. It's the Dutton. So everything that. Kevin Costner is, he's the modern day Dutton and these are his forebears. Mm -hmm. So I did notice in that trailer and thank you for posting it, Grant. It's the, the girl in 1883, who's narrating this story in 1923. Oh yeah. Did you notice? She's got a very distinctive distinctive sort of pretty voice. Yeah. And, but do these two look like amazing together. Did you see the Vanity Fair pictures, Lori? No, not yet. Of oh, Harrison Ford oh. and uh, Helen Mirren no. posing oh. on the prairie or where the mountainous landscapes, oh, and they're gosh. looking very epic and stunning and embracing each other. Yeah. And it's it's a, it, we we posted it, I believe, last Friday to our show page because we did talk about it. But yeah, yeah there are very. It's just it was a very. I think you might have said this, Holly, just to see two older people. Embracing like that. Listen, people in their 70s and 80s still have sex. And if you're lucky in your 90s, if, you know, everything bends and works. (laughs) There's a pump for that. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I know. They know it. But uh, anyway, so that looks like really good. So I think you could watch it. I mean, I you would never have to watch Yellowstone to enjoy 1883. Nope. Um, That was... You know, just, oh, that was good cowboy He's got, stuff. By the way. <laughs> that 1883. I like that era of Western, mm-hmm. you know, and I like also looking at it and thinking, you know, oh, I'm glad I wasn't a woman in 1883. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Even though according to having my chakra reds, I once was a pioneer woman, Holly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so, yeah. so you had a past life reading? I had a chakra. Yes, I got to my reproductive years and... And she said, oh, you've had children in other lives. Would you like to know more about that? And I said, yes, I would. (laughs) Because I was thinking, should I have children in this life? Oh, so this was, yeah, okay. This was like, Mm -hmm. Casey gave it to me as a Valentine's present. Oh, very, very nice. Well, it was also because it was like, you know, he needed me to make a decision. Did we want to try and have a kid? Because I was like 37. Mm. And, you know, TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then he got the brilliant idea to give me a chakra reading, but he really swears he had no idea that there was a reproductive chakra. And I believe him, quite frankly. That you believe Casey didn't know that? Yeah, I totally. <laughs> I, why would he know that? You know, yeah. you know, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you're second. So anyway, but this, uh, I think, looks good, this, this 1923. This, and 19- I thought Yellowstone came back. Really great last Really game. hitting hard, and I think a lot of the stuff that they maybe took some time to set up in season four. But going back to what you said with how many projects he has. He, he has so many. He's got Tulsa King, like you said, Mayor of Kingstown, which he's was coming that, back. Is coming yeah. back. You've also got upcoming shows. We've got 1923. He's got uh, another thing. It looks like another spinoff. Something about 1883 is going to be coming out. Lioness. 
is another show he has. Landman is another show. Fast and the Four Sixes. He's got all that. These are all yeah, current no, he's shows. He's like the cowboy Ryan Murphy. Yeah, and you these know, are prolific all projects I mean, upcoming. Strike while the iron is hot. It is, and then make your universe. If in that dance scene, which is in the middle of a two-hour episode last night, limited uh, commercials, by the way. Yeah, which was that nice. was nice. And Beth comes over to this girl who's obviously in the band, and she starts sarcastically says something to her about her orange jumpsuit or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus, gal looks familiar. It's, it's Lainey Wilson, Wilson who she won a pair of uh, CMA awards. She won new artists of the year Uh last week and female vocalist of the year. So she's she's having a moment. Yes. And she made her acting debut in, you know, the most watched show on television her character, just like herself in real life, is a singer, and her music was f- previously featured in the show. And like Ryan Bingham, the you know music country guy who plays Walker, she'll be playing her own original music in this series. Like he had Shane Smith and the Saints; they mm-hmm. were up on stage, and she met him uh, at it like a. He put a show and one of her songs in the show, and then they went to a horse show together in Vegas. Oh, wow. And now she's on the show. And now she's on the show. Well, she's very groovy. I'm looking at Lainey Wilson's Instagram account. Yes. And her thing, her album is called Bell Bottom Country, which is a great, great Great name. name. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's Lainey Wilson. And, uh, yeah, Beth was, uh, she was, uh, you know... <sighs> the the baddest ass of all. Yeah, she had <laughs> she one. Really is. She had one line, and this won't spoil anything. But she said it last night. She goes, "I'll let you be the man." Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I oh. literally paused it, had to rewind it, and yeah. I just said, "I called." My mom is now binging it, and I'm just like, my mom is falling in love with Beth, and my mom yeah. is like the polar opposite, like this, just good, you know. And I'm just like mom. Kelly Riley, oh. and she's an English actress, and she was in this wild show. That was set in Miami. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. With uh, J- not Jack Houston, but the older Houston guy, Danny. Danny. Are you Houston? talking about Magic City? Yes. yes. Oh, with Kelly- Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yes. Yep. Kelly was in that show. She played like his sexy vixen girlfriend. Mm. Danny's. Anyway, but she's like was born to play this part. Like this is an iconic part. Like Katie Segal on you know uh, Sons of Anarchy or. A Sopranos character. She's really cool. And then Jackie Weaver is in this, and she is a scene-stealing little um, firecracker. She plays this conglomerate who wants to take Montana and turn it to a ski resort and a bunch of Starbucks. Oh, it sounds very melodramatic and timely. It's totally a horse opera. Yeah. A a horse opera with a little bit like of a, you know, to keep your man there. There's like, you know, you got Rip who's like the badass. There's enough, I don't want to say violence, but enough for everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not Dallas. Uh, You know what? I think Casey is kind of sorry he... He dropped out of watching that. He with dropped me. out. He did, but I notice when when I have it on, it takes him a long time to do whatever he's doing. So he's kind of watching it, you know. Oh man! Because uh, yeah. Anyway, yes. but it was uh, it was called One Hundred Years Is Nothing, which I thought was a what a soap opera title. Yeah, and I think you know. Well, I don't want to say. Yeah, yeah. there's mm-hmm. a, there's a reason for that. I think in why that what that means. But yeah. we don't want to give too much. No away, spoiler so. alert. No, no spoiler alert. No. And I got to say that uh, The Crown, 
season five continues. Now that that show has not had any. Every season has been so great, and in the first, like it wasn't that great in the first episode of season five. We see. The flashback to young Elizabeth Claire oh, Foy. Yes. You know, just kind of like the forethought of how they filmed this Peter Morgan, how he's had this show laid out. Yeah. And brilliant. It's brilliant. Interconnected. I'm two episodes in okay. on the crown. I'm also reading the palace papers while I watch oh. the crown. Oh, Bettina Brown, isn't yes. she isn't she uh she got a lot of good dishy good sourcing? She has good dish, good sourcing and you can see some of that sourcing appearing on screen. screen. In the meantime, cuz the palace papers really it tells the story of Charles Camilla uh, William, Kate, Harry, Megan. Yeah. And you can see some of the details on the screen that she has in her book. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, there's Diana's red Mercedes that she leased out of spite. Yeah. You know, there are these little details and it's uh, it adds mm-hmm. an extra spicy layer to the crown. Yeah, it that show is just, I mean, it's 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 brilliant. Yes. Is what it is. I watched five episodes. Uh, Casey and I did, you know, between Saturday night and Sunday, and we just like couldn't. He's like, he goes, I forget how good the show is. It, yeah, it really. It's one that you want to pace because it's very sumptuous. You want to savor each episode. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we'll do one or two and, episodes. And you're at a watching time. it with Google, yeah. Wikipedia, or whatever at the same time, and it's astonishing how much is fact. Yeah. These Absolute. people have drama they going have drama. on in their lives at British royal family. Yeah, it is really, it is wild. All right, listen, we come back. We're going to Hollywood speak. Let's Hollywood speak zero regrets when we come back. Okay, so let's have Grand Hollywood speak this. Oh. So, uh, uh, you know, Tom Brady, uh, my mom was like, I guess I got to watch the football game in <laughs> Seattle. And the Buccaneers played in Germany. Germany, yeah. And my mom knew people that went to the game. Oh, oh cool. so she thought she could see them on TV no, and wave to her friends. No, but she just thought in solidarity or whatever. Oh, that's but, nice. uh, Seahawks, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, he was asked by ESPN before the trip about if he had any regrets about retiring and then I'm retiring. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said. Zero. No. Definitely not hollywood speaking that he is talking to his teammates and not his family yeah and that's the sad thing because he that that clearly shows like right now because they're in a little turmoil there they've won two in a row now they're five and five they're starting to come back that means he's focused still clearly the reason why he got divorced that was for his team and his teammates okay and not for his family Obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. chef's kiss. Mwah, good Hollywood very speak good, there. Very good. Yeah. A Tampa Bay speak. Right. Uh, I mean, and I, I mean, obviously he had zero regrets because he did it, even though Giselle said, if you do, I'm leaving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she went goodbye. And, and now she's been photographed with a jujitsu instructor down in Costa Rica. They're already wearing matching t shirts. Yeah. She, I think she says that they have. He's been like the kids' jiu-jitsu teacher in Costa Rica, where they own a home, mm-hmm. and she got custody of that home for several years. 
Mm-hmm. Is that what they call it now? Jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. I'm jiu-jitsu. going for my jiu-jitsu lessons. Yes, there you are. are. That I mean, would always yeah. be like my idea. I think I got that from like reading Jackie Collins. Yes. The cheating wife. I'm going to my, you know, rolfing class <laughs> for my ESP. Or, oh, my God. Rolfing ESP. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But I'm just trying to think of Jackie. And then we're going to go to Spago after. Right. I'm thinking of these novels set in the 70s and 80s. Oh, I gobbled uh-huh. those up like cotton candy. I wrote a book report on a Jackie Collins book when I was in eighth grade. You did? I Holly, did. that's pretty racy. I know. Was it about Lucky Santangelo? Uh, it might. I think it was. It was either, I think it might have been Hollywood Kids, which is part of the Hollywood Wives franchise. Okay, okay. So yes. not because so, the Hollywood Wives was like, well, yeah, but it was the same. Swinging and swapping and. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And, and Well, I did read some of those. I mean, between that and the unauthorized Beatles biography that was in my middle school library. Let me just tell you, middle school was an enlightening period in my life. very much so. I learned so much in middle school that I just, that blew, that everyone does, that blows your mind. You can't even believe it. Yeah, and I used to read, I remember renting that Beatle, it was called The Love You Make, and it was an unauthorized, salacious biography. Yeah, about all the the Beatles and all all the things that happened around it, and Mm. I would read it, and then I was like, ooh, this is too horny. I gotta hide this in my drawer. <laughs> oh my god! And the middle school had it. Okay, here's a, here's one. Now this will be for you, Holly. Yes. So over the weekend there was a Q and A um, with Jerry Bruckheimer and um, uh, Miles Teller, the director Joseph Kaczynski. Basically, a lot of the people from Top Gun, Maverick, not Tom Cruise, and it was it was a panel uh, with Fandango about what what Top Gun Maverick did with movie theaters and helping bringing, saving movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And, um, boy, Tom Cruise would love to hear that. Listen, uh-huh. this is what he said. First of all, what you mean, what it meant to our industry, a large part of our audience that came out to see Tom and not been out to see a movie in at least two years. So we brought back people from age eight to 80 to cinema and theaters around the world. This is a movie that brought people together. Yeah, because Tom Cruise and company want you to think that they single-handedly saved the movie theater business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise, remember, remember back in 2020, That's right. he went out and you know went to those movie theaters in London and was hanging out and be like, I'm movies. Right. Well, yeah, I understand somebody like that. Well, not, Top Gun Maverick was a huge hit for Hollywood, and they have every right to say yeah. that they saved the movie theater business in this moment. <sighs> will they make Top Gun Maverick? Will they do a sequel? Uh, Here's what Breckheimer said. It's up to Tom. Yeah, Miles mm-hmm. Teller. If you asked me when we finished the movie, I'd have said no. But the whole cast did, and now it's just about Tom. 
Of course it's about Tom. Tom has the ultimate power in all of this stuff. These people are hired hands. He will do it. Oh, do you think his ego is up to it? I do. He'll Mm -hmm. go down to Brazil and he'll get whatever tweaking needs to be tweaked so we know he's the ageless, blood-drinking Scientology vampire that we've always known. Ah. (laughs) Oh, that's true. I mean, hey, look, he's got a good injectable. And hey, I give Tom Cruise credit for, you know... uh, not I'm so happy that Jennifer Conley was in the movie yes. and he had someone that was l- the same age as he is and wasn't a 25 year old yeah. and, mm-hmm. and like, Jennifer looked fantastic I mean I don't know who does his uh, ops research or whatever on what is going to play but that movie was an old fashioned Hollywood movie hit in the sense that it yes. did appeal to all kinds of people. Yes, and it was a spectacle, and a it spectacle, got people yeah. curious to go to the movie theater yeah. and to watch it. However, I think probably it was more of a fluke than anything. Mm-hmm. Perfect timing for the perfect film. That's true. So I don't know necessarily. I mean, it's the movie theater business is now all about big spectacle. I mean, it's uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You want to go and see that and, in the movie theater. And we theater. wanted to see this in the yeah, theater, Yeah, and for people sure. are curious. I bet... Avatar 2 is a global hit mm-hmm. because people want to see the spectacle. Yeah. They're curious about it. All it takes is just a little curiosity yeah. and they get their money from that. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're going to go and see it again necessarily, but Well, Tom, I mean, he's got I mean, he's got to finish Mission Impossible 8 and those are coming out in 23, 24, so and Maverick. So many airplanes. I know. Jump and out of so going little time. To space. Oh God, let's let's we forget. Lest we forget. Pencil yeah. in another Top Gun, there Tom. There you go. Um, Brett Bethany Frankel uh, claps back at Rewives Podcast Hate, quote-unquote, my podcast, my choice. She just has kind of become a professional <laughs> troll, hasn't she, Bethany Isn't Frankel? Good? Beautiful. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is this Rewives Podcast where she's watching the housewives and commenting on... What happened because of all the editing and I like, well, it sounds like it, you know, the girls next door, mm-hmm. Holly Madison and Bridget Marquant, they're doing the same thing now, but with girls next door oh, episodes I would, I, yeah. and, and they literally just sit there and, and they give behind the scenes commentary. Oh, I totally listen to that. It's actually a fun listen. I've, I've caught a couple episodes okay, of that. So that's what she's doing. Yeah. Bethany. Oh, Bethany, this is going to be so good. I think. Tune in. Tune in. Rewives, my podcast, my choice. That's right. (laughs) All right, listen, we'll be back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.